Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Find Your Way podcast with Dusty. Thanks for tuning into this episode. We are on episode 76. We have been quite on a journey since the very beginning. Um, this podcast is going to cover a few things. Uh, some things that uh, I've come across in work as far as a daily, daily, yearly assessment. There's a yearly health assessment that my work does and some things that came up that were a little off. Um, if you have been a part of and have listened to this podcast for quite some time, you know I had an interaction with a particular company that wanted to feature me, but they found out I had weight loss surgery and decided to go against that. I've got an update on that and then I'll talk a little bit about skin surgery, where I'm at, where the process is and kind of some new news uh, about the whole process. Um, a couple episodes ago, I talked about uh, a company reaching out and, and kind of went in length and in detail as far as the process. Well, I've got an update with that and I uh, wanted to chat quickly about that. Hopefully along the way, there's some encouraging points that I can give, uh, some encouragements along your journey. Again, my um, DM is always open if there's a particular topic you'd like me to talk about. I'm always open to it and um, you know, I've really wanted to, and this is one thing that I've really done in my messages, is whenever somebody reaches out, and maybe this was you at some point, you reached out looking for some advice, that's what really this podcast has come to. I have done coaching or I'm doing coaching on a limited time basis. It's pretty much anyone that reaches out to me via DM and says, hey, I really would like some coaching. I've got a dedicated website for that, but it's not something I widely advertise just because I don't know if I widely advertise it, I would have enough sponsor positions for anybody that would be interested in it. So what I try to do is give as much information on this podcast so that way it's a form of coaching, but it's a coaching that really anybody that comes across this podcast, uh, if you support us monthly, it contributes to that. But really you can come listen to maybe some encouragement, some insight based on the weight loss or the health journey itself and try to provide insight on, on a variety of topics. And I think if you've been around this podcast for a little bit, you know that we've talked about everything. And if there is anything that is missing, anything you have a question about, I think uh, talking about that is going to be a, this is going to be a nice place. This podcast is going to be a good place to talk about that. And it's really ranging from, you know, a couple episodes. Um, and in a couple episodes, I want to talk about creatine and the misconceptions of creatine. Uh, I want to talk about um, soreness and, and what it means for DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. You know, what that means, uh, ways that you can recover. I put those in captions, but you know, if you're listening to this podcast on your way to work or if you just like to listen to podcasts as in the background, there's some good information that I can share via this podcast that might be helpful and might be useful. So um, I guess first thing of, of kind of the three topics I wanted to go into is we had a health risk assessment and it happens every single year at my work uh, and it's a, I believe the company I work for is a Fortune 500 company so they've got a lot of standards, standardized processes for health and, and wellness and, and setting up you know, health assessments and all that stuff. Well, I'm going through my health assessment and it's asking me the typical questions. How many um, fruits and vegetables do you have a day? Um, what is your current weight? What is your current height? Do you smoke? Do you drink? What's your activity level? Um, do you feel stressed? Um, are you financially in a good spot? How does the future look for you? Just an overall, without seeing a doctor, overall health assessment. And myself, me myself, I consider myself someone that is focused on health in the sense of you know I'm thinking about you know what I'm consuming. Um, I'm thinking about is it going to fit within plan of me 
not gaining 20 or 30 pounds, but me with staying within kind of the appropriate range that I want to. And so my health risk assessment should be low. That, that was the expected results of what I went through. Um, you know, working on you know, stressful moments in my life, working that out at the gym, uh, being able to go to the gym and relieve some stress. You know, overall, my thought is, hey, my health risk assessment is low. My risk is low. But you know what came back? I came back out of 100 in 81. And the biggest reason why I came back in an 81 was because of my weight. I was a BMI of 27.1 and they state that 25 and below is, is optimal and that anything that you have outside of, um, of, of 25, it really does a, a major number on your overall health risk assessment. I think in there I talked about prioritizing fruits, vegetables, and protein, you know, coming from meats. And as far as grains and stuff like that, I, I'll, I, I was minimal on grains. But their health risk assessment was digging me on my weight and then secondly on the grains. So really the first thing is I'm looking at this like I have prioritized my health. I go to the gym six days a week. I'm conscious. I'm sharing foods that I eat and meals that I put together online. And all of a sudden now I'm in a um, cautious category for obesity. Uh, you are obese. Uh, you need to be cautious. And I'm like, man, I've been taking care of myself like crazy for the past five and a half years. Yet this health risk assessment, and according to my company, I'm a health risk or I'm a potential health risk. And it leads me down the path of the BMI. And the BMI, how it is the universal structure of if you're healthy or not. And how misguided and how just terrible the BMI is. And I'm not going to say tragic as like that being the worst, but I'm going to say it's terrible because to start with the very beginning of my journey, having a BMI was useful. Hey, this is where the chart is. This is where your height is. This is where your weight is. This is where you should be. It gave me, excuse me, it gave me a generic number to be at. So my generic number was like 199 pounds. And I'm like, well, if I'm going from 534 pounds to 199, I'm going to have some extra skin. And does the skin, it is the skin factored into that, that equation. It's not. The BMI is a general, and you are going to hear Presley in the background. We are on our way back from a doctor's appointment. So just in case if you do hear a mini Chewbacca, that is my beautiful, lovely daughter. Um, but getting back to the BMI... The BMI is a standard, basic, what's your height, what's your weight, that's it. It does not consider visceral fat. It does not consider body fat percentage. Here's a big one. It does not consider muscle mass. It does not consider skin. So if you are coming from a large amount of weight that you've lost and you're going to have extra skin, your BMI is going to be higher because of extra skin. If you've been able to maintain some lean muscles, you've put on some muscle, you've focused on weight training, you're going to be higher on the BMI scale than normal. Uh, if your visceral fat is in good position, if your body fat percentage is in a good position, it's not going to pick that up. And so that's where if you have been utilizing the BMI as a measuring stick on your success, 
as you get within 100 pounds, I would say, of your goal, I would throw out the BMI scale and the BMI indicator and completely go with two references. And I've spoken about this on another podcast, but it's really relevant now, and it's a good refresher. Visceral fat. Visceral fat is the excess fat around your organs. So the excess fat around your uh, heart, around your liver, around your just your organs itself. Excess fat around that area is concerning because it's going to restrict and prevent your body from doing what it needs to be doing. The next one is body fat percentage. That's the excessive fat that you have around your body. The body fat percentage, when it's low, the visceral fat, when it's low, puts you in a good position for health. Now, we're not talking about skin, we're not talking about muscle, but just visceral fat and body fat percentage. There is a wide range of where your body fat percentage should be. A basic search on the internet should be able to give you a good range that's healthy. I think it's anywhere from 15 to 19% is a good range to be your uh, body fat percentage wise. And then when you're looking at visceral fat, anything below a 10, a 10 and below is a good visceral fat range. So if you yourself are looking at the BMI and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm really high on my BMI, but my visceral fat is low, and, or you know my body fat percentage is low. If you're looking at those things, you're on the right track. You're in a good position, and don't let the BMI chart discourage you. I saw that myself at work of me being in the obese category, and I'm like, can I have a special reference line? Can I talk to somebody on the side, please, to talk about how I am not in what they're saying I am, and that it is very different? <laughs> like, I almost... I feel like I need to, like, I have a resume, it's it's a virtual resume, and it's online, but here's, can you look at my Instagram, and just, like, the company I work for, can you please look at my Instagram, and just know that I, I am not in the health risk category, but I'm not able to do that, I'm a, a risk according to the company, and I can't really change that, but I just came across, um, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that just was very alarming, very, very alarming, um, so, the BMI. Just to encourage you, don't let the mental your mental health be staggered or your mental health be impacted. Um, in any way, um, focus on the real important stuff like visceral fat, and to make sure that your excess fat around your organs is minimal, so that way your body can operate and do what it's supposed to be doing or needing to be doing. The next topic I want to go into uh, is in regards to brand new me. Now, maybe a producer, maybe somebody from Brand New Me will listen to this and, and hear my, my two cents about it. Uh, and really, the, the survey is still out on this one. But Brand New Me, February, and if you've been following this podcast for a little bit, you know the story. February of 2021, Brand New Me reached out. Hey, we've seen your transformation. We'd like to feature you on our YouTube channel. Um, it reaches this many people, this many people, this many people. It's really a selling point for them to say, hey, you can become popular if we put you on our page. At this point for me, um, sharing the way I share, if I get two likes or if I get 200 likes, it's information that's out there that if a random person comes by my page, they can be encouraged on the journey. So regardless of the like account or, or the, the view amount, the bottom line is my information is out there and it's put and it's encouraging and it's helpful. I'm good with it. And, you know, throwing big numbers of where I could be and where it's, it's less satisfying for me. It's less like, Oh yeah, I got to jump out that chance. So, you know, when they initially reached out, I was like, this is great. Okay, great. Let's share my story. I've been sharing my story on podcasts, people magazine. So I'd love to share it. Well, the conversation goes back and forth and they come to a point where they realize I've had weight loss surgery. And their response was 
sorry, we don't feature people who do weight loss surgery. Was it medically necessary? <laughs> I wanted to get a little uh, snipey there. No, it's I wanted to be tickled in a special way. So I had the weight loss surgery just to get tickled in a way I've never been tickled before. Like, why wouldn't I have the weight loss surgery? For cosmetic reasons? It didn't make any sense. So they ended up passing on my story. Well, recently I saw a friend on Instagram who was featured. She's had the weight loss surgery. It was with Brand New Me. And it was a bit, a bit confusing to me because months before I had been denied because I had the weight loss surgery, but lo and behold, somebody with the weight loss surgery was being featured. So I just get a message in my, in my DM box stating, hey, you might've been reached out and we might you might've had someone reach out to you before, but we short-sightedly, and they put this in the message, we short-sightedly thought that those who had just lost it quote unquote naturally would qualify or be on this series. Uh, but we want to feature others because, and this was in their message, it's less about how you start, but it's about how you keep it off and maintain. So they've reached out wanting me to share some information or, or you know, email them so I can get my story out there. And I'm on the fence, you know, I, I like that the message and the story gets out there because it encourages more people. But it's like, did you run out of folks to feature? So now you're reaching out to folks that have struggled with weight loss? What mentality, at what point did it change that you thought that for some reason those who have had the weight loss surgery are not a brand new person or haven't gone through a dramatic transformation? Like I just put up a post the other day on how important the weight loss surgery is for those that quote unquote need it. It's not a cosmetic, it's not an optional, it's hey, no, I'll, I'll just go get the weight loss surgery at some clinic. No, if you need it and you got it and it saved your life from dying, why isn't that person's story that much more, you know, encouraging and inspiring than somebody who did it without it? It just, it, it didn't make any sense. So I wanted to share that little update on that story. It's interesting how um, things turn like that because it's just, it didn't make sense in the first place. And now it's kind of full circle validation that, yeah, it's it's truly an inspiring thing for someone to lose weight no matter how they start but the important part that's really encouraging along the way is if you're keeping it off that's inspiring that's motivating if someone's keeping it off that means they addressed and battled something that was so monumental in their life that they've been able to turn around and now keep it off and so that's just that's just something that kind of came across and was pretty cool i might chat on that a little bit later um in a, in a future episode. Uh, lastly, I know I like to keep these about 15 to 18 minutes, um, those of you on the way to work or, or out and about. But the last thing I just want to update you on, it's something I talked about just a few episodes ago, is about the skin surgery. I had the actual producer reach back out and say, hey, we've been talking to the show and you know we think we might be able to get the cost down to about 11000 for your skin surgery. Now, going through insurance, it would be about $13,000. would not be something I'd be able to handle on my own, but it would be something where I would do like a, a crowdfunding or a GoFundMe. And with him reaching out but with that number, I said, you know what, that, that's a lot more of something that I could probably handle. I could probably start a GoFundMe. I could probably start a crowdfunding source and be able to uh, gather that so I could happen. So at this point, going to have a conversation with the doctor, going to have a conversation with the casting producer to see if it's something that TLC would want to pick up on, something that TLC would be interested in. And if they are interested in it, then I might be able to take the step forward in getting skin surgery. And I've, I put up a story recently, I think it was yesterday, about you know them reaching back out and having the potential. That's where the skin surgery status is. A lot of you that have been following, excuse me, 
A lot of you that have been following this podcast, you know that January was really the time that I was going to focus on starting that process. We were going to be back from California. Uh, we were going to be kind of back in the swing of things here in Tennessee. And this is kind of going right in line with the plan that um, I'm hoping in the next couple weeks or a couple months, actually getting the skin surgery. And uh, they're talking about it potentially being two or three procedures. Um, this potentially might be on a TV show. Um, there's a lot of stuff in the air right now, but I wanted to make sure that if you're taking the time to listen to the podcast, I uh, wanted to update you and kind of keep you informed along the way and what the process is. Um, I don't know what it's going to look like as far as sharing shirtless photos, that shirtless process. Um, I, I'm, I want to be as private as I can, but also as informative and educational and helpful as I can. So... <laughs> We'll see what that looks like. There's a lot in the air, and there's a lot that I'm going to have to discuss with them and, and keep private and keep... We'll, we'll see. But thank you for those that have messaged me and asked me for updates. I've, I've been sharing what I can via the messages, but just wanted to encourage you, kind of give you an update on a couple things. My wife and I do have to do our January update of the Dusty and Rocky Chronicles. We've got some uh, crazy things to share, so that, that should be pretty exciting. Uh, she just... Presley just got done with her one-year appointment, so um, we'll have some... Um, some fun things to chat about. So I want to thank you for tuning into this particular episode. Uh, I will talk to you on the next one. Take care.